you grab your Bible and turn there, we're going to turn to a number of different passages. There still are a few outlines if you need them. I think probably most everyone here would be okay. Anyone need one at all? I won't make Brother Duncan get up or, or I won't make you go back. <clears throat> Joel? I think that's in there. Looking good. Right. So you're there, First Thessalonians chapter 4. All right, and we're going to read just uh, verse 16, if you'll follow. All right. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the of God in the dead. 1552, if you would. 1 Corinthians 15, 52. And God says, in, in a moment, do the same thing. In the twinkling of an eye at the last, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. I want to thank you a lot for asking about him and giving me the opportunity to express my opinion tonight. You're correct. That's who I'm going to vote for in the election this coming November. Uh, <clears throat> but it is important for you, if you didn't get that yet, you'll, you will, all right? It's important that you understand why I've made my decision to cast a vote that direction. Uh, as I've said, every couple of years when we have a major election, I like to take some time and just encourage God's people to be involved in the election process. And um, uh, this year, just as every year, it seems like it's a very important election, uh, especially because of the things that are being said by those who are running for office and because of the general mentality and philosophy of the two men uh, is polar opposites. And and that's kind of interesting thing. One is moderate, but one is so, so, so liberal. Uh, it really does make it appear that their, their stands are absolutely on polar opposites. And, um, and so it's important for us to look at where someone stands and look at a, a, a person's character as well and make a decision. And I, uh, I know that there are some people that have a real issue with... Um, with voting for a man like Mr. Trump. And um, so I wanted to kind of answer uh, that question because someone might even ask, how could a pastor ever suggest a man with character flaws like him be the right man to vote for in the coming um, And maybe another question, in fact, I have a number of questions I had written in my notes. Does God expect us to overlook the flaws? Would the Lord want us to ignore both the arrogance and the other issues which cause some to absolutely despise him, character quality, voting for, uh, uh, voting for a man. And, um, and those are good. All of them actually, uh, in the Bible. If, by the way, you look at many rulers who controlled Israel throughout Old Testament history, you'll find men who had questionable character, to say the least. Um, would you vote for someone who had a science? Uh, would you ha uh, have a murder nation? Would you elect someone who sought to kill an absolutely innocent man? Would you vote for another who had an innocent man killed and, um, and committed adultery? 
And yet all of these men were called upon to lead the children of Israel with their flaws, imperfect human beings, because quite frankly, we're all imperfect. And honestly, even in years when it was an opportunity to vote for someone who you would say in general was a good person, you do realize that none of them, and there's a reason for that. Because even if a man was a Christian and took the right stands in every single issue and was seeking to live a holy life, we are sinful human beings that don't measure up. But God, in his wisdom, allowed various men, ones we described, and many others who did very, very bad things to lead his chosen people. So, when someone asks, well, could, would God ever vote for Donald Trump or any other man, doesn't really matter who it is, who has flaws, um, that really isn't the right question. The question is, uh, who is going to direct and lead a nation um, a direction more consistent with the Bible and the Word of God? doesn't mean that someone overlooks flaws. Uh, quite honestly, I find, um, I want to say this right, our president's actions in many ways to be deplorable. And any godly Christian should. I, I despise listening to him talk and use foul language. It bothers me to hear the arrogance and to hear him say true, but just arrogantly go on as if they are. But he's still the right man for the position. That and I think, I believe, you can find that to be true in the Word of God. Now, I just went about at the beginning of our message and totally slaughtered the meaning of two verses, and I understand that. You don't make the Bible say something it doesn't say. I just found his name in those things, all right? Actually talking about trumpets anyway, so it wasn't him. But I would like to share with you just some of the principles that many, many of them we've shared. We try to share them in way and look at them a little bit differently. Um, but they're found starting in Roman numeral 2 in your outline. We Last uh, opportunity, we had principles with you. Uh, those principles were based on a lot of the truths we've already shared, but this evening we're going to kind of dig into uh, the various Bible verses that deal with how to make a decision and what we should look for. Uh, let me give you the principles real quickly that we shared last week. If God expects us to obey authority and to pray authority for authority, he will for authorities if granted the right to do so. Uh, that is common sense, but it, it's very firmly based upon uh, the, the truths of what God teaches in Scripture. Uh, when choosing, a Christian ought to evaluate uh, a, a man or a, a, a person running for office based not on party affiliation, but on Bible truth. Now, it may be that you end up voting for the same party very often, but you ought not just throw your vote behind someone you have no idea what they stand for or what they believe or who they are. Um, and does anyone find that kind of difficult sometimes? 
Um, it seems like a number of elections recently, we've been asked to vote for judges. And I, honestly, there's times I get there and I don't even know their names. Anyway, it's like, where'd that come from? You know, who is this judge? Um, and so, you know, some of that becomes hard. It becomes difficult. Um, at times, I've just wanted to vote no because I didn't know anything about him. You know, should, should so-and-so be, be kept on for another four years as a, as a judge or whatever? Have you, have you seen those things? And, and it's like, well, I don't know. No. I would suspect at least one person voted yes. So if one person voted yes, I guess they're in, you know. But um, it, it really is. It's interesting sometimes. But a Christian should be informed, at least as informed as they possibly can be, about those running for office. We mentioned about uh, just kind of sidelines, a few thoughts, consider electability, consider character, consider their positions. And that's where we're at now. So let's look at the person. I want to sh share with you and look at the person. And if we're going to uh, get there, we're going to understand, then let's look at what God wants. Look at Samuel's, 2 Samuel chapter 23. 2 Samuel chapter 23. You realize that a lot of the, the principles uh, are found in the Old Testament, a number of them. There's a couple of reasons why that's the case. First, because Israel had a government, and God was involved in instructing them in regard to that government. So, uh, the Old Testament, in many ways, doesn't apply to life, but the Old Testament was written for our learning. And um, if these are things that God said to look for in a man that would lead the children of Israel, then if you would, common sense says this is what we should be looking for in people today. Right? I mean, if God said, this is the kind of man you should, you, uh, you should put in office, this is the kind of man you should choose to lead you, uh, this is the kind of person you should put your, if you would, your vote behind. That's not what the way it was. Um, God ultimately appointed them, but the people were to be behind that. Um, so in 2 Samuel chapter 23, uh, we find this. The God of Israel said, the rock of Israel spake to me, and here was God's view as far as rulers. He that ruleth over men must be what? He must be just. I put it this way, righteous. He must be righteous. And that is not talking about righteous in his decisions, but that's righteous in his person. He needs to be a just man. Now, not just one who judges between right and wrong. That's not what the idea of that word is. It really carried the idea of righteousness of life, if you would, a sinlessness of life. Now, we know this, and we've already said it just a few moments ago, no one fits that, that mold anymore. Truth is, no one perfectly fit that mold even in the Old Testament times because we are sinful human beings. But we should look for people who are, if you would, righteous in life. Uh, by the way, when you look in the New Testament at God having, helping the church choose leaders, which, by the way, should be a guide as far as what we're looking for to lead our country. Uh, he tells you to look for someone whose life is righteous, who's doing the right things. If they're in sin, you don't want them leading the church. And the truth is, if someone is in sin, we either. 
no one really fits that mold. And, and don't tell me Mr. Biden does, uh, nor does Mr. Trump. I, I, I want to be perfectly honest. We've had elections where I could say I, there's, there's a definite difference in the character quality, the righteousness of the men running. I can't say that this year. And, um, and uh, it does sadden me. It should sadden you. Um, but when we're looking, if we had a choice, so a, a choice in the, in the earlier uh, elections as far as who is going to run, if there was someone who was righteous in life and who also took the right stands on issues because those things can't be ignored either, and we were choosing between Trump and someone else, you don't choose him because he was, he's already been the president. You, you would choose the person who is the right person comes to the election, we're going to look for the best person. But honestly, we can't say righteously either one uh, has, has anything on anyone. Uh, quite s seriously, they are, they are both terribly flawed. But look, if you would, at our verse again, because it, not only are they supposed to be just in, in life and righteous in life, but what else are they supposed to do? Okay, they're supposed to rule in the fear of God. I, I, honestly, if, if we're looking at the person, I would say they need to rule in the fear of God unless you, well, if you're going to rule in the fear of God, you fear God. You have a reverence for God, a respect for God. And you say, Pastor, all right, here we go. No, actually, we run into the same issue. I, um, I will say that one at least seems to have some regard for Bible truth. Although, although I've heard them both misuse Scripture, uh, terribly, one one absolutely slaughters the meaning of a of a verse in um, in his uh, his advertisements. Absolutely slaughters it. Doesn't use the scripture at all in a proper way. Neither of them have a fear or reverence of God like they ought. And I understand that, but we should look for someone. And our desire should be for someone who has a fear of God. Let me share one other truth. And there are other characteristics, but go back to Exodus chapter 18, if you would. Exodus chapter 18. About this point, um, usually what I like to be doing is saying, all right, let's look at the two men and <laughs> let's, let's evaluate. Um, I, I think you probably agree I, I, just by seeing the way somebody react. We can't do that this year. And maybe you feel differently, but uh, there, there really is a little to look at humanly and say this is a desirable person to lead our country. Can I say that the further we go from righteousness in our nation, probably the more difficult it's going to be to find men and women who, first of all, could even have a chance of winning if they were righteous. That is a problem. That's why, my friends, we need a revival. Desperately need a revival. I said, John, just revival, probably. But in Exodus chapter 18, in verse uh, 21, 
we are talking leaders that Moses was going to choose. And um, in verse 20, it says, Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people able men, uh, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such over them to be rulers of thousands, and rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of ten. I'm sorry, you know who that is? That was actually Moses' father-in-law who came to him and was giving instruction there. And he had some wisdom. And he says, Moses, you're out. So you need to get men to help you in this matter of doing what the government's supposed to do, judgment. And the men you need to look for are honest men. So I just put it that way. If you want a list, you, you can look through the list there and get more, but just put honest. Honest people. Um, dishonesty you know what, I don't want to keep sounding negative. Dishonesty is a part of politics. Um, and if there was a revival in our country, that wouldn't be the case. Um, but, um, but sadly, um, advertisements distort other people's view, views and stands. Um, uh, the news totally distorts truth. Um, the, the questions being asked are often uh, directed in a way as to, um, as to take positions rather than the truth. Honesty um, is a failure in both sides. Now, I'm not going to stop preaching that we should look for the right kind of people because we need to look for the right kind of people. And quite honestly, when we're in primaries and when we're in the, the process of choosing someone who's going to run, we need to make decisions looking for person and what, what they are. Now, this year, we really can't distinguish the person at all um, because they are not they don't have a fear of God uh, are either of them really righteous do believe that one running mate is would at least be a little bit closer to these ideals um, and um, and I certainly would rather him than the other running mate than the other running mate being in charge of government if something happens to the president, which, by the way, should have a, 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 be a factor in your voting. Um, uh, the, uh, you know what? Either one on the, in the is very scary. Then let's look at the, the second aspect, third point in the outline, the positions. Also, the positions, and this is where it's going to become easier to see the reason why that since you asked me, you mentioned his name twice, um, I could say that I'm going to vote for, for Mr. Trump because you, you asked twice. So, um, so let's look at the, at the positions. The last point doesn't give us a clear winner. Uh, 
and we ought not overlook things. Um, let me, okay, I'm going to say it again. Uh, our, our president's language is deplorable, and it's embarrassing sometimes. It, it, it is. It's embarrassing to hear him say the things that he does in public. I, I wish he would just learn to control his tongue. Um, and, and there are things about his life, but there are also things about Mr. Biden that are very disturbing as a person. So then what we have to do is, is when we come to that and we say we've got problems with both, then, then let's look at where they stand. And I'm not going to give you a long list, be, and I could. Quite honestly, I've had a list with, I think, to the left, BCD. Okay, someone's going to figure out how many that is. Um, and we could even get more especially from the Old Testament, because God does outline, and he shares a number of different positions that people take. And we've talked about those in the past, but I'm going to give you just, uh, just three things, and some of, the, some, of the, some of the other stands will be mentioned in these. First thing we're supposed to, we should look for is someone who seeks, and well, let me ask you, first of all, um, what did we say was the dangers of government last week? Okay, control, all right? Becoming too big, controlling lives, telling people what to do. All right, uh, and then corruption. Uh, so uh, con control, is that how, how is, I know we had two letters, see, corruption. Oh, very good, all right? Uh, no, that's not very good, but that's basically the thing we're looking, that, that we said are the problems, big problems in government. All right, so... If that's true, then for an office seeks to limit government. If the problem of government often is corruption, people get corrupt because, by the way, they have power, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Have you ever heard someone say that? It's true. It really does. Then you want someone who understands that, look, danger is is corruption, dangerous government is people, and we don't want the government to have that power. So bigger government, more control, or less control. Who wants government to care to everyone? Who wants health, uh, government to provide jobs for everyone or to keep people more money to sit at home and do nothing? Um, who wants to have, and, and what leaders want to have the government providing everything, basically, providing education for everyone? Um, what is their view of wealth, social security? All talk about government control, the bigger government. Everyone should be cared for. Their health should be cared for. Everyone should be able to. We should provide this for everyone. Uh, do they want to increase? For some people, so that they can give it to other people. I mean, these are all things about that deal with control and corruption that we want to evaluate because they direct, they're going to direct our nation and they're going to make decisions. In fact, um, you know, someone might, have, might not have exactly the right character, which we've observed for the last four years, but might make right decisions in many of these areas because they at least understand and comprehend not the job of the government to provide everything for everyone. 
it's not the job of the government to control people, as we've already looked at it. We've laid so many principles out that we can't, we don't have time to go back over. But you look for some position who's in government. I want smaller government. I don't want the government to provide for everyone. Uh, I, I, I don't want to see us expand uh, federal programs. If anyone wants to see us dis programs, federal programs, rather than raise taxes because we didn't bring in enough money, I'd rather them say we're going to cut things and become less intrusive in the lives of people. And so that's the kind of person you want to look for. Why? Because we understand government's problem, as we already looked at last week and we looked at some passages, corruption and control, government. Um, the second position uh, we're going to look at is found in Psalm 139, because I just don't want to ignore this one. It's been an issue for years and years. It will probably continue to be an issue. But every time someone is elected to the Supreme Court, it's almost always talked about. Because it's in our Constitution. The Constitution guarantees the right of someone to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Government is not to provide happiness. Provide the freedom to for people to pursue it in the way they would fit within the realm of right, justice, laws, rules. Um, what issue are we going to deal with in Psalm one thirty nine? Life. Um, uh, someone who seeks to limit government. Secondly, someone who will protect. Uh, I. Uh, just love Psalm 139. It is a powerful passage dealing with so many amazing truths about God, God's presence in the first part, how God is with you. You can't hide from God. You can't get away from God. You, you cannot get away from God. That, that is scary if you're not right, but that is a blessed truth if you're seeking to walk with God. It really is. You can't get away from God. And then he comes to Verse 13, and he shares so wonderfully the involvement God has in the womb with a, with a baby. And he says, For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was written, curiously wrought in Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, as when yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. And then he goes on and talks about how God thinks about him all the time. I, I don't know how God can do that. But he does. But these verses in verses 13 to 16, uh, just... Uh, talk about how God intimately is involved in the development of a child in the womb from conception to birth. And then throughout life, he continues to give life. He, he's the one that uh, in the whole process is in control. And life does begin at conception. As far as God is concerned, probably before. 
because he already knew them. God knew you before the foundation of the world. He knew that you would, you would be in Christ. I, that is an amazing thing. You know, if, if, we could, if we could have talked with God before this world was made, I'm talking about nothing, and we could have had a conversation with God, or, or Brother Farrington could have had a conversation with God, because he said, oh, don't, don't go looking at me like I'm going to get myself in trouble again. I didn't use you as an illustration here. Did I? You didn't notice that, all right. So, but if Brother Farrington had an opportunity to talk with God before the foundation of the world, you know, God could have told him, hey, you know what? You're going to be sitting in a, in a service in Tennessee. I know you don't even know where Tennessee is, but you're going to be in Tennessee, and you're going to be listening to a guy by the name of Steve Schwanke preach the Bible uh, from the pulpit there. And um, he could have told you everything about me. He could have told you the color of my hair. He could have told you the color of my eyes. Because, because he wrote those things in a book, and he fashioned those things according to that. And, um, and he could have told you everything, everything about me. He, he could have told you that I wouldn't like okra. He, he could have he told you how tall I was. He, he could have he told you if I could play sports. He could have told you... Um, the day I would come to faith in Jesus Christ. I can't fathom that, but, it, but it's true. God knew everything about me. He certainly knew that I'd be everything. One who gives life. He is the one who designed someone in the womb. He is the one who's in control in the womb, and we have no right to take life. So when we choose someone, we ought look at people in their position in regard to life. Now, neither, none have God's different difference as choose of these men and the positions they will hold and they've said they would hold when they stand, they sit in the Oval Office. And that should have an impact upon what you do when you vote. Because God is for life. I think it's interesting even our Constitution is for life. But that's, you know, another discussion for another time. Point. Uh, Jeremiah chapter Jeremiah chapter 23. And the New Testament passages that with government, Romans 13, 1 Timothy chapter 2, Peter deals with the subject. I want to say 1 Peter chapter 3 or chapter 4. These, all who deal with government, uh, tell us things about government and give us their responsibilities and they and justice, government. You want to choose someone who understands the role of government. You want to choose someone who understands the role of government. I just told you what those things are. Primarily, the job of government is judgment and justice, the two J's, all right? Judgment and justice. Um, capital punishment. Justice. 
10 to 15 years. Um, all sorts of issues as far as the government is concerned that have to do with things other than judgment and justice. We've already brought this out, limited government. Uh, you know, do you, want, do you want someone who stands up and, and talks positively? The Constitution right to peaceful protest. Uh, that is not what's going on in the protest realm these days. Uh, do you want someone who has said that they don't want the police, want to stop funding the police? I, I don't. Um, do you want someone who, who will cut military spending? Um, or someone who's going to put more money into it? Because the job of government is justice and judgment. And part of justice and judgment. So... It really starts to become clear when you look at just these, the three things which under them, a huge, it's a huge umbrella, under them come a whole realm of different decisions that our leaders are making or positions they've already stated they have taken. And, and look at these things. They really do clearly say there's someone who's going to take in, in general, the stands that are more consistent with the Bible and, and, and someone who's going to go. There's, there's one person who's looking for big government, who doesn't understand the role of government and wants the government to do everything. There's another who at least is trying to limit government. There, there's someone who wants a wall because there are illegal human beings. I don't know what... Uh, you know, I, they come up with another name for it because they they always try to come up with another name for it that doesn't sound like there's any guilt involved, but illegal is illegal. I, I, I don't understand why you can't understand what illegal means. You haven't entered the country in a proper way, so you shouldn't stay in the country. Um, do you want someone who understands judgment and justice? What's right? You, you know what's very unfair? Seriously. That there are who are, are coming in who haven't come in right, and there are good people who can't come in because they're seeking to come in right, and our government isn't taking care of that. Good people... Yeah, we really do have two people on the opposite sides of that. And they, one who thinks the role of government is to let everyone do whatever they want to do and, and, and the government should provide everything for everyone. And another who says, hey, that's not the job of the government. The job of the government 
and it's to get out of people's lives and let them run their lives. Uh, as Look, under this umbrella, we, we could talk about homosexual rights. Under this umbrella, these three things. Uh, vote on. It is it is tragic when um, our government's job is judgment and justice, and they can't even hear someone's case who has been uh, at least of a crime for a year. There, there's something wrong. I, I I've experienced this uh, myself when my mom passed away. Um, you would think, wouldn't you, when someone passes away? They leave their things to their family, right? So, so you would think that when someone leaves something to their family, it should be dispersed among their family. Now, if there's issues and whatever, there should be court and maybe things to be dealt with. But no one in our family had any issue with anything. We were seeking to, to sell the, the things or get rid of the things or make sure that all the monies that were available and everything else were were. Uh, you know, bills were taken care of and everything else. But it took a year before uh, any of the kids saw any of the money my mom had. It wasn't a lot. There's something wrong with that. When the government steps in and says, well, you better get a lawyer to do this, because that's what my brother was told as the executor of the state. You better get a lawyer to do this because it's really hard to go through and and, and that was what the government official told him, because you're not going to be able to get through the estate and take care of all the details yourself. You need a lawyer, which my brother said, no, I'm not going to spend a couple thousand dollars to get someone to do what I can do. And the process took almost a year. That's a crime. That's a crime. Uh, when our government accuses someone of a crime, but they're accused, they're accused in in 2020, but they will never stand before a judge for that until 2021 or 2022. And that is consistent in most all of our courts. Our government isn't doing its job. And you say, man, I can preach on this all night, I know. But, but the point is, you want someone who understands the government isn't doing its job and they need to do its job, their job to provide judgment and justice. And the get out of the areas they have no business being in, like education and welfare and social security. And they need to just do what they're supposed to do well. Now, you know what? I wouldn't be near as bothered about them getting involved in other things as much if they were at least doing what they're supposed to be doing well. D does anyone agree with me on that one? Okay, but they're not doing what they're supposed to do. So then why should I expect, if they can't even handle judgment and justice, seriously, why would anyone in their right mind want to vote for someone who wants the government to take on more? Okay, so there I am. I've, I've harped enough. But it really is clear, really clear, that if not the person late, as we've already in the positions. And so a Christian then should take these things. What would God have me to do? 
if someone is, is for life, if someone is for pro-death, if someone is for smaller government, for bigger government, if someone is for, and, and, and we are, no, we know what God says, it should be very easy for a Christian to go into the voting booth and say, all right, this is the person God would have me to vote for. Now, when you've done that, you come to the end, whatever happens, you have to leave in the hands of the Lord. And I'm thankful that the, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord, and he can turn it whithersoever he will. Aren't you glad for that? So that, um, you know, even a man who uh, holds most views opposed to God and his word, yes, that is Mr. Biden, gets in office. You know what? I, my God's big enough to take care of it. I do as a Christian. who at least will take the stance and has already proven so over the last four years that are more consistent with the word of God. And you should do the same. You should do the same. Um, so let me share a couple of things uh, that I just, as a result. First is, so you know, early voting starts October 14th. If you didn't know that, it does. It goes through the 29th. I want to encourage you to, to vote. If you're into early voting, November 3rd is the election day. You know that, probably. But can I also just say this, because we're hearing a lot about it this year. Vote in person, um, if at all possible. I know that some people send in their ballots, but i, I got to tell you, they, you know, they always talk about how you know, there's corruption, but vote in person, people. Okay, don't let COVID-19... Uh, cause you to do something where you, your your vote might not count or might be used in another way. And you say, well, even going in person doesn't guarantee anything. I know that. Isn't that sad? Isn't it sad you even have to concern yourself with it? With it? But vote in person. Um, the last thing is um, able to get a hold of, and you can find these, by the way, online, but... Uh, uh, voter guides are not illegal to give out, okay? They aren't. Um, when a voter guide just tells you the positions of people and allows you to make a decision based on that. So uh, these are voters' guides. I'm, I'm, um, you know what? I, the, the name just left me, so we'll see it on there. Um, which will share with you the best of what has been expressed either in as, these, as the candidates have been questioned or their statements. And you can read to the website and reading it. But in that voting guide, the of, of the men. And, um, and there's rest. I think you'll see that as you go through. Funded abortion. Uh, abortion survivor. Search Council uh, has has worked with this for a long time, and and most often pre, pre, uh, presents uh, these things. You can actually go and look for your state. Um, I, I did look up some of those things online, and uh, I'm not sure how much information they had for Tennessee and other other 
offices that are being run for, but you can go to the website. Uh, you can type in Family Research Council and, um, and find this. And um, I just wanted to give it to you as a, as a guide to help you look, look at the scripture. And then um, uh, I think you will find really that these things are, are biblical issues and not just personal issues. So, uh, you know, it's one thing for us to yeah, this is what a Christian should do, but sometimes we just need to. And, and so, um, so I'm going to vote for the guy who's found in First Thessalonians chapter 4. Um, at least his name is. Uh, uh, because his, his stands, not because of his person, sadly, but because his stands are more consistent with the word of God. And... Um, and I hope you will make the, uh, the right decision that would please God. I'm not telling you how to vote. I think God already has. So let him be your guide as you make a decision in the coming election. And if you have questions, I'd be glad to answer or talk with you about it uh, afterwards. Let's pray together.